Do you want to simplify your beauty routine, save time, money, and effort, yet still look and feel beautiful? Do you want to strike a balance between self-care and vanity while focusing on your own God-given beauty? Hey there, I'm Jennifer. I'm a licensed esthetician and makeup artist. Welcome to the Blessed Beauty Podcast. If you struggle with understanding skincare and makeup, and you need help choosing and applying the right products, if you think looking great is just too hard, especially as you get older, and if you're distracted by the noise, advice, and advertising fluff from all the beauty blogs and social media influencers, then you, my sister in Christ, are in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there, lady. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you are tuning back into episode six about makeup and vanity. And what does the Catholic Church say about makeup and wearing makeup? And what does this Catholic woman have to say about wearing it? But before we get into all that, I wanted to say happy Thanksgiving weekend. At the time of this recording, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I am sitting here in my closet in my master bedroom. I get the best acoustics and the most quiet in the house in my closet. I have 10-year-old twins, and they can be a little loud and vivacious, especially when we're taking a break from homeschool. And of course, inevitably, when I hit record, I get a knock at the door, or (laughs) they'll call my cell phone from another part of the house to ask me a question about something. So (laughs) inevitably, it can get rough. So here I am in my closet with a glass of ice water, a half-filled, still warm cup of coffee, feeling thankful and grateful for you listening in. And as you know, we're going into the holidays, all the beauty of the holidays and all the wonderful liturgical celebrations that we have in the Catholic Church this time of year. Such a blessing, so wonderful to look forward to. But we also have a lot going on. So what I like to do before I hit record every single episode. And usually I'm really good before my heat, sorry, before my feet hit the floor when I wake up in the morning, I try to just say a prayer of gratitude, no matter what time of the year it is, but especially now at Thanksgiving time, I'm even more aware. And I had next to me a piece of paper that one of the ladies at my church group had given out to us at the beginning of the meeting last week. And it was a prayer to the Holy Spirit. And it was so unbelievably beautiful. I had never come across this prayer before. And it's just, it's simple, but it's so poignant. And it just really just struck so many of us sitting at the table at the meeting, going into the Thanksgiving season. And I prayed it alone before I hit record. And then I thought, why don't I pray it with my listeners? It's so beautiful. So let's pray this prayer together. The prayer to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Replace the tension within us with a holy relaxation. Replace the turbulence within us with a sacred calm. Replace the anxiety within us with a quiet confidence. Replace the fear within us with a strong faith. Replace the bitterness within us with the sweetness of grace. Replace the darkness within us with a gentle light. Replace the coldness within us with a loving warmth. Replace the night within us with your day. Replace the winter within us with your spring. Straighten our crookedness. 
fill our emptiness, dull the edge of our pride, sharpen the edge of our humility, light the fires of our love, and quench the flames of our lust. Let us see ourselves as you see us, that we may see you as you have promised us, and be healed according to your word. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right? What did I tell you? Wasn't that a beautiful prayer? I absolutely love it. It's so simple, but yet so beautiful. And I thought it was a good segue into this faith-filled episode. So makeup and vanity. I know a lot of us don't really think about makeup and vanity, or we don't really think about wearing makeup and what does the church say about it? Or what have, you know, what have church um, teaching said about it in the past? And I was really, really interested because, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast when, you know, we talk about all the pervasive influences on social media and how everyone's out there selling, selling, selling brand new products, brand new products. Uh, Let's take, uh, you know, 10 million filters and throw them on a picture. So we all have these skewed images of what beauty is and what it should be. And then more often than not, you know, the beauty companies themselves and the beauty culture that they promote, it's just crazy consumerism is, it's all about having to have more, buy more, and you have to look a certain way. And, you know, it's all about empowerment, you know, put that full face of makeup on and you're just, you're going to just kill it, girlfriend, right? You're going to slay bae. And everything is supposed to be about empowerment and looking your best. And while that's great to have self-confidence and to um, take care of your skin and feel good about yourself, does it sometimes cross a line? I sometimes think it does, especially um, just looking at all the messaging out there, which is a huge part about why I wanted to start this podcast and take a departure and from the social media platforms and get off of those platforms because I know how looking at all these perfect images can make us normal human beings feel when we look at these images, especially as we're getting older, you know, past 40. But even the younger girls, high school 20s, early 30s, they look at all of these filtered images, everything going on out there. And even they're feeling a really strong sense of lack. And they don't feel like they're pretty enough. They don't feel like they're enough. And you know what, I am I am here to remind you that even the models and the influencers and all the celebrities, they don't even look like themselves. Remember, it is all filtering. It is all photoshopping. Nobody looks like you know, the way Kylie Jenner does in a, in a picture. It's just all photoshopped. It's all airbrushed. Even the most beautiful woman out there doesn't look like herself uh, walking on the street. So I think we all know that. And it's kind of like a, well, duh, Jennifer, I know that. But do we really? Because I think so many of us still prescribe to this level of beauty and perfectionism that we're never going to quite attain because it's just not attainable. It's not real. So that's what led me to this episode about, okay, what is the fine line between self-care and vanity? So where I wanted to start is just thinking about, again, the culture that we live in, this consumer culture. And 
I started my business, I started my website talking about my course when I began to write and sell my course. I was just seeing so many women caught up in this trap of consumerism. You know, like they're buying, 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 whether it's skincare or makeup or both. They're buying a lot of stuff, but they don't know why they're buying it per se. They don't really know how their skin works. And they're thinking that, okay, the next thing that I buy is going to give me that perfect attainable makeup look or that perfect attainable skin that I've just, you know, that has been eluding me up to this point. And I'm here to say that that's all just a bunch of nonsense. I want to approach beauty from a more of an education type of bent. It would be nice to see a shift in culture uh, or in the beauty culture from consumerism and this unattainable perfectionism to why don't we start educating ourselves? Let's just talk about the way that our skin works. Let's talk about what you should be buying and what you can forget about wasting your money on because you don't need it for skincare and makeup or even when you're talking about health and beauty in general. So it's all about education with me. It's all about let's find out why our skin is acting crazy. Let's find out why we're breaking out in the first place. Let's find out about what's going on with our skin barrier. You know, why is our skin rough, dehydrated, flaky? What's going on? What can we do to simplify and maybe address the root causes, the root issues, so that when we buy things, we're buying the right things and we're not overspending. Let's shift from this consumerism, have to buy everything mindset to let's educate ourselves. Let's slow down and educate ourselves and have a little fun with it. So I've talked about that. I've touched on that in past episodes, but this episode was all about, okay, but what does it do psychologically to us? All of this consumerism and this emphasis on self and self-care and self-worth and having to look the best we can look in any in any you know given situation. Well, it's good to take care of yourself and it's good to you know, take care of yourself in the sense that it provokes, uh, promotes a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem so that you feel good about yourself. You can go out, you can be the wife, the mother, the um, friend, the active member in your church that you, you know, that God wants you to be. You feel good about yourself and you don't want to start pursuing skincare and makeup in the sense that you start getting overly vain. And then I got to thinking, you know, what does the church even say about makeup? And what does it say about vanity? And, you know, when is it too much? When are you just indulging in so much self-care that you're losing sight of the woman that God wants you to be? Because we all know in our faith, it's, of course, you want to love yourself. You can't love anyone unless you love yourself. But first and foremost, you have to love God, right? Because if you put any idol before him, whether it's self-care or anything you're doing, vanity, um, beauty, that's breaking the first commandment, right? That's putting an idol in front of God. You shall have no false gods, false idols before him. And false idols can take any form. They can take, you know, the world of beauty and skincare and makeup and self-care, or, you know, if you're overindulging and Whatever it is from, you know, alcohol to, uh, you know, you're just so dedicating yourself to your work that you're neglecting God and family. I mean, a false idol can be anything. So not wanting to be too vain. And what does the church say about all of this? And I found it very interesting. I did some research and I found out that actually the Catholic Church doesn't have official teachings per se. Like there's nothing in the catechism that says, okay, 
you can take care of your skin and you can wear makeup, but if you do anything past this point, then you're vain and you're sinful. <laughs> Sometimes I really wish that the catechism was a little bit more um, clear about things like that, but it's, it's very clear on so many things. It is a roadmap for our life after, after the Bible because, you know, we as Catholics, we have scripture and we have tradition and our sacred tradition is our catechism. It, it encompasses all of our faith life. So when you look about uh, or you look up skincare and makeup, there's really no official church teaching. Now, well, what has been written about vanity and self-care and the use of cosmetics over the centuries. And what I found was really interesting are two doctors of the church. We have St. Augustine and we have St. Thomas Aquinas. Now, St. Augustine is considered a doctor of the church. And if you're unfamiliar with that term, whether you're Catholic or not, and you hear someone say a doctor of the Catholic church, I'm not talking about somebody, you know, a saint that was wearing a white coat and was administering to the sick. When we talk about a doctor of church, of the church. We're talking about someone that the Catholic Church considers their writings and their teachings to be just a strong foundational moral compass that we can look to. And St. Augustine was writing in the fourth century about cosmetics and about the use of cosmetics. And I find some of what he wrote to be very interesting. Now, I'm not going to tell you about what he wrote and have you think, oh, well, she thinks she's the definitive answer about what St. Augustine said about vanity and the use of cosmetics. No, no, no. Okay, I want a disclaimer here. I am just a normal, faithful Catholic wife and mother. I'm a member of the laity, okay? I also do not profess to be an expert on Catholic theology. However, I do do quite a bit of listening, quite a bit of reading. I'm constantly trying to learn. So this is just my analysis. I thought it was interesting just to talk about this with you. And I was a little anxious and I was a little bit like, should I even talk about this to them? I don't want to sound like I'm preaching to anyone. And I certainly don't want to confuse any woman who's been listening to my podcast up to this episode and loving what I'm talking about. And they're, you know, they're digging it, they're jiving. And then they think, okay, now she's telling me that I'm going to be vain and sinful because I'm wearing makeup. Uh, what is she talking about? So I don't want to confuse you or anything like that. But I do want to touch upon some of these great writings of these great saints over the centuries, and starting with St. Augustine. So when St. Augustine was writing in the fourth century, he was talking about and condemning the use of makeup as a mode to deceive. Because in that time, you know, you still had a very pervasive pagan culture surrounding the early Catholic Church. And he was seeing a lot of these women in a lot of these pagan cultures. And he was noticing that they were using makeup in excess. And it was almost as if, well, wasn't almost as if, I guess, to his perception, it was equating it to creating a false mask. And they were altering their appearance to the point that they were marring and covering up who they actually were, you know, without all that makeup. It was literally a mask that they were putting on themselves in order to deceive. So to him, it was taking away from the beauty of our Lord, taking us away from why we were created in the first place, taking it, you know, taking away from the glory and the splendor of the creator, creating a false idol, this inflated sense of self. And not only did you, you know, they have vanity, 
and an inflated sense of self, but they were using this mask as a way to deceive and confuse others, taking away from the beauty of God and from the natural world that he created and trying to adorn yourself past the point that you should be adorning and elevating yourself. So that was really interesting. I thought that, wow, you know, and I think it had to do with eye adornment. It also had to do with staining their lips, staining their cheeks, doing uh, things to their hair beyond, I guess, what was natural, you know, considering embracing your natural texture back then. I know he also wrote about garments, things that women were wearing in order to over promote and call attention to their sensuality, that that was abhorrent and that was not something that should have been practiced. So it sounds to me like St. Augustine does know the difference between healthful grooming, you know, combing your hair, bathing, looking presentable, looking like a responsible member of society and that you care about yourself. And what he's critiquing is the excessive adornment. Women that are painting eyes or painting lips or painting cheeks that look very aggressively outlandish to his eye, right? It's overemphasizing their sensuality. It's overemphasizing their femininity and creating a false mask, you know, in order to entice, possibly to lead others to sin. You know, they're leading themselves and others to sin. So that's what he's noticing. He's noticing above and beyond standard, normal grooming practice, taking taking it to the extreme, to the extreme, and the women's faces are overly painted to the point that it looks like a false, fake mask presented to the world. So by the time St. Thomas Aquinas is writing in Europe in the 13th century, he's living in a time where the accepted social practice and custom for women is to use a little bit of makeup as adornment, you know, the use of cosmetics. He, he writes about it. And what he says is that cosmetics shouldn't be used with an intent to promote sinful intent or vanity. And if you're overusing it with those malicious intents, you know, you want to promote either yourself or someone to sin in a lustful type of way, that that is indeed sinful. But he even does talk about if you have minor blemishes that you're using cosmetics to conceal, that that in of itself isn't inherently sinful as long as it's done tastefully, as long as it's done in a way not to overly objectify yourself, draw attention to yourself, or to lead others into deception or sin. So I found that really cool to know that he was writing about makeup and he knew that women were using makeup to conceal blemishes even back then and that that was okay because I believe, you know, this is my analysis and my opinion, but that if you did have a blemish and you were concealing it, you were actually bringing yourself back to this vision of beauty that God had placed and envisioned for you. You know, you were bringing yourself back to that beautiful balanced state by just concealing here and there some minor imperfections and some minor blemishes. So I'm taking this as natural, simple grooming that enhances yet doesn't take away your God-given beauty and is not outlandish and is not calling attention to yourself is perfectly acceptable and fine in St. Thomas's eyes. So how does this translate into everyday application, okay? Thinking about this episode and putting it together, I kept thinking, how does God want us to approach makeup and grooming? 
Again, I'm not an expert. I'm not saying that this is the definitive end all be all answer because, you know, I'm a normal sinful person too. I spent time in prayer and in adoration over this issue and I came to conclusions that I wanted to share and I came to these conclusions peacefully without fear, anxiety, self-doubt. And I know that when you feel peaceful about something, especially after speaking to God and praying on it, if you feel peaceful, you know it's coming from a good place. It's coming from a godly place. If you have fear and anxiety over something that you're worrying about, that's not coming from God. That's coming from the enemy. So when you think about cosmetics and you think about self-care and you think about all of these things, ask yourself, where are you coming from when you're talking about skincare and makeup and applying skincare and makeup in your life? Are you coming at it from a good place? Is it coming from a place to look groomed, to look put together, presentable, so that you're in a good headspace, so that you can carry on your life and God's mission for your life as a good Catholic woman? Or are you using makeup and skincare as a crutch of vanity or insecurity? Because that's lies the enemy feeds us. If you feel like you have to wear makeup because without it, you're not presentable to the outside world, then something's wrong and something is lacking inside of you that you need to spend time in prayer with God about. Because I'm here to tell you, even if you don't believe it about yourself, that even without a stitch of makeup, you are enough, that you are loved no matter what, that you are a beautiful creation of the Lord with or without it. So some women can wear too much makeup and it's coming from a place of deep insecurity. It's coming from a feeling that without it, they're just absolutely not beautiful, that they cannot present themselves without all that makeup on their face. So that's not a good place to come from. The other side of the spectrum is not a good place to come from if you are doing it from an inflated sense of self. When you are overly concerned with the outward appearance to the point that you're not really active or discerning in your internal spiritual life, when it's become all about the outward presentation to the world, it's all become about how beautiful you think you are and how you want to present yourselves to others. And that's all you really care about. So somewhere in the middle is where we all want to fall for sure. I was away from the church for 26 years, starting right after the eighth grade, right after junior high school. And being away from the church wasn't a good thing for my self-esteem. I did give in to a lot of the lies of the secular culture that told me that I had to wear makeup and dress a certain way so that you know I could feel better about myself, I could have more self-esteem, I could look better to the opposite sex. And you know, I had to wear makeup at a certain point, especially when I was in my 20s and my early 30s. I thought it was an absolute necessity. I would have died going anywhere without makeup. I think the only place I ever went without makeup was to the gym. But even then, I remember feeling a little bit insecure about it, kind of, you know, wearing the ball cap to cover my face because I just wasn't at my best. And I definitely felt like I needed to wear makeup in order to, you know, date, 
find a good um, boyfriend, find a husband, that if I didn't have my makeup on, there is no way that I could attract anybody of value. And now I know looking back that that is such a lie. It's such a lie, but we, we buy into it. And it's so ingrained in us that we completely buy into it. Simple basic truths are not being taught to women of this generation. They're not taught that it's an enhancement and it should be a tasteful enhancement, but it's not inherent to who you are. It's not inherent to your self-worth. So you better believe at this point in my life now, now that I have a 10-year-old daughter, I have boy-girl twins, and you better believe that in front of my 10-year-old daughter, I am telling her and showing her that you don't need to wear makeup every single day. You don't have to wear it every time you go somewhere because of an insecurity that tells you that you need it. I make a pointed effort a lot of times you know, to take her places where I don't have any makeup on at all. I don't want her to feel like she has to put it on before she leaves the house in order to be her true self because it's not about how we look. That's not a reflection of our true self. And it's, it is kind of embarrassing that it's taken me this long in my life's journey to realize that because, you know, I'm a makeup artist. I'm an esthetician. I started out in my 20s from these places of insecurity, from the place of I have to wear makeup to look presentable and I have to do this and I have to do that because I'm not good enough. I'm not beautiful enough. And it's such a lie. It is such a lie. So the first takeaway from this episode is if you're hearing any of this and it's resonating and you also feel like you can't leave the house without makeup at on to look presentable, I want to challenge you to maybe one or two days a week when you go somewhere, just don't wear it. Now, I'm not saying you can't groom yourself and you can't comb your hair and you can't just put, if you wear a full face, maybe just go out with mascara and a little bit of gloss or something. Just get out of the headspace that you have to leave the house with a full face of makeup on every single time. You don't have to. And you may think it's very strange advice coming from an esthetician and a makeup artist, but I think that's the type of advice that should be coming from an esthetician and a makeup artist because I suffered from this mindset for a lot of years and it left me just drained and tired. And we are all sinful, fallen creatures. And we're so used to just giving in to our base desires and temptations and what we want to do and what we think is important. And we don't really stop to think about our problems and our insecurities from the way that God would view them. I mean, when was the last time we sat down and we said to ourselves, I have this problem, I have this deep-seated insecurity where I feel like I'm not pretty without makeup, that I have to put on a full face of, you know, 10, 12 cosmetics. I have to wear it before I go outside to feel good about ourselves. And what's stopping us from getting into prayer or getting into adoration and spending some time with Christ and asking him, why do we feel like this? Why are we feeling that we are not enough? Is not the fact that we were made in his image and created to know, love, and serve him enough? Why are we so preoccupied with the ways of the world and what people might think of us because we may or may not be wearing it? Why do we feel inside that we're less than when we're not wearing it? And these are things that we need to just stop and slow down and ask him. And he will reveal it to us. And usually it's some type of hole in our heart. It's some type of feeling that we're not enough. It's us giving into the lie of the enemy, whether it's a deep-seated insecurity where we really do feel like we're not enough, or we're just giving into the lies and distractions of the enemy, which is trying to 
you know, be all about let's promote ourselves. Let's look as good as we can and as beautiful as we can, because that's not really the objective either. We don't want to spend so much time worrying about how great we look. And then we're being a jerk to our neighbor or we're, you know, skipping mass. There has to be a fine line. There has to be somewhere in the middle. And I think that's exactly where God wants us. He wants us to be obviously well-groomed and presentable and beautiful representations of his creation, but yet he doesn't want us insecure about it. He doesn't want us feeling like we're less than and that we need it as a crutch or that we're using it to elevate ourselves beyond beyond where he wants us to be. And we're using it as an idol in front of him. So I don't know if you can relate, but for a lot of years, I was away from the church and I was completely bought into secular culture, hook, line, and sinker. It was all about my appearance. It was all about material things. I was just so far away of his plan and his vision for my life. And I thank God every day that I was led back to the church after the birth of my children to be able, for me to be able to, for my son, but to, you know, a greater extent for my daughter, to be able to tell her about all of my past insecurities and to show her why she's beautiful without this excessive adornment and why she doesn't have to make skincare and beauty an idol on an altar that she needs to pray to daily, that it's not about the outward, it is about the inward. And we're told so many times, oh, true beauty is skin deep. And it's not about the outside, it's the inside. And it's, you know, popular things to say, but I don't know how many people in our society actually prescribe to those notions. It's it's like it's catchphrases, but no one really, really stops and thinks about why do we feel like we need so much on the outside? We've really, really lost the true meaning of who we should be on the inside because we're here on this earth for such a short amount of time. Every moment counts and we have to be vigilant and we have to watch about all of the temptations out there and what the devil tries to tell us is the plan for our lives and how he tries to lie to us on a constant basis and tell us that we're not enough or tell us that we're too much and we need to be extra, you know? So if you're suffering from not feeling good enough or if you're even struggling with some vanity issues and feeling like, you know, maybe you're overindulging in beauty culture, don't use it as a mean to outshine others. In both instances, we need to slow down and we need to get closer to our Lord so that we can hear his plan for us. He wants us feeling worthy. He doesn't want us giving into vanity or insecurities. And how can we slow down? Well, as Catholics, we have so many lovely practices and traditions in our church, and they're not a requirement per se, like like the weekly obligation to attend Mass. But they are beautiful traditions and practices that are wonderful supplements to our everyday lives. And personally for me, taking as much time as I can to spend at least 20 minutes a day in prayer, slowing down with my Bible or say with a copy of the catechism, or if I can't do that, saying the rosary. If I can't say a whole rosary, saying a decade of the rosary. And the rosary is such a wonderful, beautiful, ancient tradition. And think of the rosary as Bible on beads. You are meditating on on the wonderful stories about our Lord from sacred scripture through the intercession of our Blessed Mother. We are coming to our Lord through our Blessed Mother and asking for her intercession and asking for 
the Christ-like peace that she possesses. So often before I'll say a rosary, I'll go in with a question or a problem or an insecurity or something that I've been grappling with, and I'll ask our Blessed Mother, please, will you lay this at the feet of your son? Will you lay this problem that I've been grappling with that I can't seem to get over, this anxiety, whatever it is, lay it at his feet. And she will. She will do it for you. Because don't forget, Mary is the ultimate godly vision of femininity and grace. She said yes to God. And in doing so, the Redeemer was able to come and be with us, to be with mankind. So it's the ultimate femininity, the beautiful receptivity that we need to aspire to. So I know I got a little deep (laughs) into the weeds with this one, but my goal was to really, really explain where I'm coming from. I really want everyone listening to feel good about themselves. If you don't know how to take care of yourself with skincare and with makeup, let me help show you a balanced godly approach to that. And if you're somewhere where I was in my 20s and most of my 30s, feeling like I needed skincare and makeup to look presentable and to, you know, be attractive and I just needed it because if without it, I wasn't good enough. I don't want you to feel like that either. Another reason behind this episode was, do you remember when I was talking to you guys about when I would go around on some of these regional makeup artist teams for brands, and we would have these events, and I would have a woman sit in my chair, and more often than not, if you're a makeup artist, or if you're an esthetician doing a facial, just like hairdressers, you know how it's always a joke where you kind of turn into a quasi- psychiatrist, that the person in your chair is telling you all of their problems, all of their fears, all of their insecurities. And there's just so many of us women that we're either not taking care of ourselves because we don't feel that we're worthy, or we're overindulging in the lies of the devil that tells us that we're so wonderful and we don't need God. And let's just elevate ourselves to higher and higher earthly status and make ourselves feel better. And somewhere in the middle is where we need to be. So we need to look upon ourselves with a merciful, kind heart, the way that our Lord and Savior sees us. So if I could go back in time and give every single woman who sat in my chair who told me that she doesn't spend any time on herself at all because she's just given up and she doesn't feel like she's beautiful, I would want to give that woman a hug and tell her, well, that's the biggest lie of the devil. So let's fix that. And then to every woman that I saw who sat in my chair, who felt like she had to put on piles and piles of makeup in order to be presentable, or maybe she was just overly vain and consumed, just maybe be able to hold her hand and tell her that there's more to life. So if I could assign you homework for this episode, what I would say is that if you're not used to wearing any makeup at all, if you're not used to giving yourself a little bit of self-care, I want to challenge you to maybe just do a little bit, put a little bit of mascara, put a little bit of lip gloss on, feel like the beautiful woman that God created you to be. And if you're anything like me, and you tend to revert back to that mindset that tells you that you have to wear makeup in order to look presentable, practice one or two days in the coming week going somewhere where you don't have a stitch of it on and be proud and go out and just emanate 
beauty just from your essence, from your God-given face without any adornment. Practice what that feels like because with or without it on, you are all worthy, sister. You are all worthy of the King of Universe and His love and His mercy. So right next to me, I have one of my favorite prayer books. It's my St. Pondre Pio prayer book. And I wanted to end this episode with his blessing for you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May Jesus comfort you in all your afflictions. May he sustain you in dangers, watch over you always with his grace, and show you the safe path that leads to eternal salvation. And may he render you always dearer to his divine heart and always more worthy of paradise. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the Blessed Beauty Podcast. Take care. Bye. Hey friend, I just wanted to remind you, if you like what you're hearing in this episode, I want you to head over to my website, jenniferchristofferson.com, where now until December 1st, I am offering $100 off of my signature online course, Nude Skin. Nude Skin is everything that you need to know about how to get and keep a gorgeous complexion using simple techniques, simple strategy, and common sense. Let's forget all of the advertising noise and fluff of everything that secular beauty culture promotes, and let's get down to taking care of our skin in a simple, godly manner. Because I always say the best makeup is beautiful skin. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you loved it, I would be so honored if you would share it with someone that you know could benefit from it. You can also write the show a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's get it into the ears of more Christian women who struggle with their self-care. You can also go to my website, jenniferchristofferson.com and grab some great free resources I have there for you on how to look your best. You can also dig a little deeper and check out my online skincare course called Nude Skin. It's everything you ever wanted to know about getting and keeping your best skin all in one easy to access place. Remember, the Lord made you to shine and to make a difference in the world. Looking great gives you self-confidence to do just that. God bless and I'll see you next time.